The United We Stand podcast is brought to you in association with Red Army Bet. We all follow United. Red Army Bet, the only bookmaker committed to sharing 50% of net profits with United fans. Welcome to Lake's United We Stand podcast. I'm Andy Mitten and I'm stood by the edge of the Munich Tunnel. It's an hour before United against Watford. It seems an age since we've played a game at Old Trafford. And there's a lot of optimism about because it's still live under Oli Gunnar. Watford at home, they're a good team. It's eighth, I think, in the league. Uh, but they have got an FA Cup semi-final. I wish Manchester United were in the FA Cup semi-final. I'm with a couple of United fans who have seen everywhere since as long as I've been going. Some of them are members of Manchester United's Disabled Supporters Association. With Kevin, who's a familiar sight at away games, in his wheelchair. I remember interviewing Kevin in 1996 at his home. Are you going to Barcelona away, Kevin? No, I, I didn't manage to get a ticket. I didn't get one in the ballot. Right. With only five officially. Five tickets for disabled United fans. Yeah, for the away game, yeah. That's disgraceful. So in a stadium which holds 98,000 people, there's five tickets been allocated. Yeah, that's all it is. So yeah. you, you, how many games do you go to? Well, I, I go to... I go to all the over the ways. I sometimes... I, uh, I can't, we can, it depends on whether we get a ticket for the European ones, uh, whether I can go or not. It's not like the old days now. What, your access was easier in the old days? Yeah, I think, I should say this, but the club probably looked after you better in the old days. Well, the club, I mean, David Gill was a big believer yeah. in, in Mudso, wasn't he? But yeah. um, I'm just surprised with new stadia that the allocations for disabled fans seem to be getting smaller. Which away games have you been to this season in Europe? It has been to the Did you go to Turin? Paris. You went to Paris? Yeah. Where was your... Um, where were you? It was at the United then. Right. In front of it or in, or in it? The middle. In the middle, yeah. So that's brilliant because you get an elevated view. Actually, very good view. And so you've applied for Barca and yeah. you've just been told no. No, that's it, yeah. Yeah. He said uh, uh, that there was only five and I, wasn't, I didn't get one in the ballot. You went to Barcelona in 99 yeah, yeah. when Barcelona had to erect a special platform for wheelchair users. Yeah. And, and even then the view was obstructed. Yeah, Is that it right? was. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't good. It was bad, actually. Could you see the game? Well, if I'm being honest, what broke me out was I missed the second goal because they all jumped up, or they all stood up, and I, and I couldn't see it. So, so it was... And is that a regular problem when you're watching games in your wheelchair because I went with Chaz Banks from Mudsup to Reading away a few years ago and uh, I went in as his, as his helper and it really opened my eyes when people stand up how much of a problem it is and it really made me think that some form of safe standing is the way forward but is, is people standing up in front of you is that a regular problem? Yeah, yeah, yeah some crowds are not bad Where's bad? Where's good? Uh, Arsenal's okay. Yeah. Uh, why is it, why is it okay, at Arsenal? Oh, you know, uh, because it's the way the seats they are lower, but it sort of scoops down. They don't notice the seats like that. So the wheelchairs, it's just it's okay. Where's where's bad? 
Crystal Palace. Oh. Sellers Park needs so they put you in the half away stand there and, and by the away end. Yeah. yeah. What in front of the away end? With the United fans in the middle. In the middle of it. But it's got a really shallow rake, yeah, hasn't it? Yeah. So you can't see. That's it, big. So that's the worst ground. Yeah, definitely. What are the facilities like at Old Trafford for well, wheelchair? Well, where I am, I'm on the back here. It's really good for me. They put me on the back here because when I get on the, the tier below or the tier below that, I'm too small to go on it. Then I, I, would, I would struggle again. What was it like being in your section against Paris Saint-Germain at home when all the PSG ultras well, behind I, you? the ultras were to the right of us, right. so it wasn't as bad for me, but... Uh, where the, where the wheelchairs were on the right, that far right where the ultras were, it looked, it looked bad. It looked different. Have you spoken to anyone who was closer to the ultras? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like John and Alex. They, 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 they had a bad experience. Yeah, they left before the end. Because the, the fans were surging yeah. behind them. And I, I think a chair got thrown forward. Yeah, and they were starting to climb the net. Yeah, they were running at it, weren't they? Yeah, how are you getting to away games now? Because when I came to Reading with you, it was on a specially adapted coach. Yeah, I still go on that. Yeah, and the clubs club subsidise that. Yeah, yeah. Which is brilliant. That is good. Yeah. Very good. And also, to be fair with me, the uh, my because I've been going that I'm not being big in this days because I've been going for so long. The season ticket I get for nothing as well. Do you receive a free season ticket? Yeah, and the car park permit. All for free. Why would you get it for free? Because I've been going that, that long, there's so many of us, uh, I don't know, they just give it us, said it's because you've been going that long. So they don't have to? No, they don't have to. The club have given it you for free. Yeah, yeah. That's decent. Yeah. Um, but you told me last week that your first game was in 2016. 2000. I'm joking. Where was you? I'm going to give you an heart attack there, there. You did. Sorry, when was your first game? Uh, two, 2002 and 2003 season. Your first game? Kevin, that's not true. I spoke to you in 1996 and you've been going for years. When was your first Manchester United game? Well, I've been Six. checking you in for years. Yeah. You've been well, going said, for over 30 years. 2000, uh, I mean, that 1972. 1972. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're selling yourself well yeah, short yeah, there, yeah. saying it was 2002. Sorry. Yeah, I meant that. So what was it like going in a wheelchair to Old Trafford in 1972 when the ground was pretty raucous? Well, there was not there was no wheelchair spots, really. It just got in. Pitch side. Yeah, yeah. And uh, at Old Trafford, it was in the Stretford paddock at the front of the Tommy Docks. Um, Are you back in it all now, Ken? Uh, Stratford Paddock, a sacred space on earth. I used to stand in there. That was a, the first place I went into. Got in there really early. And if you got in and stood uh, yeah. above one of the entrances, you got the perfect view. Well, there was a policeman. He still goes. And he's he's disabled now. And, and he was in charge of that area. And he always used to make sure the kids got to the front. And, and it was wooden. Yeah. The paddock was wooden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it was, yeah. Um, a group of Reds here. Can I just get quick feedback? Was Oli Gunnar the right man? And where do United... What did he need to do to the end of this season? Well, go on. Uh, well, as long as we get in, in the Champions League position, we'll be right. Top four finish. Top four finish, yeah. He was the right man to be appointed. Oh, Oli was definitely. Will United win the European Cup this year? I don't yes. think so. No. You just said yes and no, mate. You <laughs> might. Hope so. 
Um, Ollie the right man? Absolutely. Predict, predict, whoa, 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 I, can't, I can't talk to you all at the same time, can I? You're glad Mike Phelan's there. I've got your point there. Can I have a prediction for today, please? Uh, 2-0. To Watford? No, to us. Was Ollie the right man? I think so, yes. What do United need to do this season? We've been suffering for the last few seasons with the managers that didn't do it for me. Uh, but uh, seem, we've seemed to have got the backroom staff all together now that know the club. And that's, that, that's it for me. We've got, we've got the right people. Why? When you've got the ability suite in there, why are you all knocking about outside here? Are you waiting for Watford? Are, are you waiting for Watford's convoy? Yeah, right. Kevin, are you waiting for Watford's hooligans to arrive? Yeah. Kevin, you're, you're knocking about outside the away turnstiles when you've got a purpose-built ability suite there with free food and drink. I'm joining up with the men in black. You're joining up with the men in black. Our first, we, we, this is a good story, this. I found the first hooligan in a wheelchair. That's why you've not got a Barcelona ticket. They've heard about your reputation. Kevin, finally, can I have a, a prediction for the game today, please? 3 uh, 1. To Watford? No, to United. Thank you for your time. <clears throat> it's post match after United have beaten Watford by two goals to one. Um, in what was not a great United performance, but three points and three points closer to the Champions League. I'm missing some of the uh, the star players today, a bit a bit like United at the minute. Actually. So I'm, I'm down to the bare bones and some squad, and we've even had to we've had to get a ringer in. But with me today, as usual, is Stu Edwards, who who's been in charge today and been on a little bit of a power trip. But we won't go on, we won't go we won't, we won't go to that. Um, and Anthony Bloom, who did such a marvellous job in charge next time, and I'm sure we'll we'll be back in charge again after after today's shambles. And we've got Sam Bowers with us as well, who's um, who's, who's stepped in for a special guest appearance. Um, lads, just before I go to the game, because we're going to struggle talking about that, to be quite honest with you. <laughs> Obviously, we, we've not met now for three or four weeks. Um, the big news this week has been uh, Ollie Solskjaer obviously taking over to the job. Lot, there was a lot of mixed uh, stuff from, from, from us as a group um, when he first took over the, as a caretaker. Mm. Some of us wanted him straight away, some said wait till summer, some have been didn't want him and then have been obviously you know, bought by the fact he's, he's done quite well. Um, the right time to make the, the choice, Blimini, and is he the right man for you? It, it probably is the right time, and I think they had to, just because looking at the results. I don't think, I think the length of the contract's a bit long for me. I, thought I would, I would so have three, preferred, three years? No, I would have preferred 18 months, two years, just to see how it went, because they've made that fucking mistake before, haven't they? Giving them... you know, do you want to be on zero hours as well? Yeah, yeah, Tory Blimini? Yeah. No, I just... <laughs> It's, it's, I'm happy. I'm happy about it, but it's. it's Tell your face that. No, there's a lot of, still a lot of question marks for me, and they've got to back him in the summer. Sam, happy with? Yeah, I think that's the general consensus. And if he gets the backing in summer, then I think you know we've we've already got a decent like backbone of a, of a team there. Um, when he first came, I was a bit sort of, you know, they're trying to like patch it up and get the fans back on side. But then, oh, these next few months, you can't really argue with his record, can you? So. I think they're, do, they're right doing it now rather than waiting until the summer just so the, he knows where he stands, the staff know where he stands, the players know and the club can plan for the summer, can't they really? <coughs> Who are they going to get him? Stuart, we, we just, we'd lost two games. We've obviously got a, a massive run of fixtures coming up. Was it the right... Was, and do you think that was the reason why they've chosen to do it now after, you know, with the run of fixtures we've got coming up? Yeah, possibly. It's going to be a bit of a... Well, a massive April uh, for obvious reasons. Barca could go... Well... <laughs> can go one of two ways <laughs> uh, but the league, the league fixtures is obviously what we're, we're obviously more interested in about finishing third or fourth obviously we can still finish third quite easily 
Um, but yeah, massive months or massive sort of like well, five, six weeks for him to do what he can. And it's, if we don't finish fourth, it's not really his fault either, is it? You know, it's still he's still got the, the makings there of three or four previous managers. Well, I don't think there was any, there was no expectancy to finish no. fourth when he took over. Where was no, it? so I think this is just bedding in and trying to do what he can as much as he can. He's definitely already thinking about this season. The comments he's made about you know signings and pre, uh, you know the the tour in July. So he, he's you know we'll, we'll see how, how that goes in the next three months because United are normally quite notorious of bad of planning the next season. But he's clearly got a, got an idea of what what he wants and and hopefully who he wants in come come July. That's that's my biggest concern. I just hope that he's in now and it's before the end of the season. It's and you've got a few months to plan and get targets, and I just hope, I just hope for his sake you're backing. Well, do, do, you, do, you th- do you think that him and the club have perhaps known about this before we have, though? That I hope so. He has yeah. done a, mo- a month or two yeah, ago that he's really job. Probably. I, I hope they have anyway, because if that's the case, there's a chance for him to sit down, get the targets in, and get them in before pre-season starts. You, and you might be right. It looked, it looked a bit too obvious mm. just because of that P- PSG result that. All of a sudden, it was nailed on, and, and two weeks after, he's been he's been appointed. But you might be right; they might have known pretty pretty much straight away. Well, for me, it's you know why announce him after we've just lost two games? I, I think they've known, and, and I think that the, the timing of this is it's been planned. We've lost two yeah. games. There's a bit, a bit of people maybe worrying. We've got big games coming up, and I think that's the reason why they've chosen to do it now. Give the club a boost and get yeah, one else. Possibly, in. but saying that, I think it's had, <laughs> it looks like it's had an adverse effect today because there was a lot of players there not, not seeming to give a shit, if I'm being honest. Stop playing for like, yeah, already, already on the beach. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll come to that very shortly. We'll, we'll come to today's game because obviously due to us not being in the Cup semi-final next week, it's obviously a big disappointment, but um, the, the, Wolves, the Wolves game has been the, it is for me yeah. for me, I, you know, that's the lowest I've felt all season because it was the one competition I thought we, we, you know, we could win obviously with them locked down the road as well um, nailed on pretty much for the domestic yeah. trouble as well now um, so obviously a big disappointment but with the two fixtures we've got who happen to be the, the, the semi-final uh, we've got Wolves on Tuesday Watford today so I, I'm looking at things to myself we've got two tricky games but against two teams that may have one eye on Saturday did you think that going into the game? Yeah, possibly. Yeah. I mean, because you're considering you've got Liverpool playing Spurs tomorrow as well, and that that could probably you're looking a Liverpool win there as well. So it's it's. I think we're third now, aren't we? As it stands, is that right? Second, so, fourth, 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 fourth. <laughs> second, fourth. Yeah, second, second, fourth. We're up there somewhere. Yeah, but somewhere it's hopefully same again. But they, to be fair, they were fucking good today. So. Um, it didn't look like they were ready for getting ready for well, the Well, it's funny you mentioned that. It's funny because I was talking to a Watford fan on the way out and, and um, he bought a fancy off us and um, he basically said to him that, you know, I fancied it as a fixture today and that he, he thought we had one eye on Barcelona and that Watford were playing for places for the semi-final. Yeah, that's what I was just going to say. Yeah, it can work both ways, can't it? You can, you can be putting a shift in to try and get that starting role next week for them. Um, whereas, obviously, Wolves, I think they got fucking fingered today at Burnley, didn't they? So... <laughs> Six, six, something six fingers. So hopefully we can go there on Tuesday and sort of exercise a few demons from a few weeks I'm ago. I'm sure that's the term uh, Ian Wright or Gary Lineker will be using on match of a day tonight, but I know what you mean. <laughs> 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 Excuse me. 
So, so we'll, 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 we'll go away from all the fingering talk and just talk about, about the football a little bit. Because today wasn't a great United performance at all, and, and we rode our luck at a lot of times today. We, we didn't deserve to win that game, did we, today? Oh, let's go past the fingers. To be honest, it was fucking garbage. I'm not going to lie. I thought we were fucking I, awful. To be I, honest. I just to win 3 or 4 nil today. Mm. I, with the, you know, the old Solskjaer thing, and I, I just, because mm. I've seen Watford, don't ask me why, a few times this season, like, you know, away from home. They got battered at Anfield a couple of weeks ago, but they're very hit and miss. So aren't away, they? away they are. Yeah, because they can they can turn up and win three one somewhere where you don't expect. But then I said they went to, they went to Anfield. And just, you know, that certainly wasn't the team that got beat at Anfield a couple of weeks ago. They they deserved yeah. at least a draw today. I think they struggle against sides that tend to sort of keep a lot of the ball like Liverpool and City, and that's why they've been turned over there. But. United are very much like a counter-attacking side at the minute, aren't they? And, and what they can't, they can't the really defend, yeah. can they? I think that's why they've struggled. Just didn't get going at all. Like first and second halves, both starts, just did not get going, and it was it was all them. And they should have they should have got something out of it. Both both United's best spells today come immediately after we just scored, didn't they? Yeah, well, certainly the first half. Yeah, the first one was was you know a bit out of the blue really. It was a great ball and, and a great finish. Mm. And that, that's the type of goal I think Rashford mm. scores best when he doesn't really have time to think about it. But it was a great finish. Um, and then we did yeah we played for ten minutes after that minute before you knew it was half time. But it was I think that was the only attempt we had on target. I think first half. And then and again the second goal came pretty much out of the blue and Foster made a bit of a fumble I think maybe and you know Martial hooked it in and he went off and I wasn't that overly impressed with him either no. uh, today but he wasn't the only one but um, yeah it's a smashing grab really uh, you know but at the same time when you don't play well and you win you take it don't you you know I, I was, so and I'll say this now because I was very much of the opinion when <coughs> Mourinho was here I blame the players. When Mourinho left and Solskjaer came in, I said it was purely, obviously, Mourinho's fault. Are we now in the danger of being the point where the, where the, the novelty's worn off a little bit? And are those players on them pitch right now, are they giving it the 100% they were when Solskjaer first worked through the door? I, I think it's difficult to say. I think players, generally, they do, they do try. I don't think you can sort of say that they, you know, they're down tools or whatever, but sometimes when things aren't going your way and you're feeling the pressure, then... You know, you might try something that you shouldn't be trying. You know, you should try and keep it simple, go back to basics. I think that's what Solskjaer did when he first came in. And now they're trying to be a bit more expansive. And, you know, we got brought back down to earth and we got the good results today. And hopefully we can kick on from there, really. The word yeah. for me is just back to the midfield again, which is dying out, dying for energy. And, and you know, Lingard and, and Fred were warming up for ages. And you knew they were both going to come on. It seemed to delay and delay and delay. They could have easily come on, you know, at half time for me. Well, I'm a bit in our shape because it has been very stopped start the last few weeks there's been a lot of players out injured it's been an international break we've obviously lost a couple of games is it one of them games where you just had to ease your way back into them maybe but I'm not actually sure a lot of these injuries were true anyway we know you know international all clubs do it you know we have six players injured and all of a sudden five are back you know so I think it's a load of bullshit most Blue man, honeymoon period worn off I think it just comes down to a lot of them players not not good enough to play for United at the end of the day but, 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 but this is what I get though I mean whether them players were playing at 100% or even, even above that where they can they, they showed in that safe. run yeah, they showed I, in that run did. though is, is it down to them players not giving it everything they've got well, right I now it, I said it when Mourinho was here I've, and I'll say it again it's, it's when they want it's when they want to in my opinion there's like Martial especially I don't know what's up with him and when, he, when he's on he can be brilliant and then he'll put in a performance it's one like good game in five yeah, and that's it and that's, my, that's my issue with players like that and Score, scoring a winner. Well, it's not. It's, it's a little fucking tappy. I know. I know. He's got I know. PSG written all over him. He'll go there, easily win the league, and he'll be he'll be a legend, won't he? You know. 
But like, there's people who say, oh, he's, don't knock him, don't you dare have a go at him. But I'm sorry, don't do it enough the way. That's it's just the way it is. Yeah. From day one, of them being honest. Mm. Are we doing a disservice to Watford today? Because they, they, they've got a handy team, haven't yes. they? A lot better than we, we maybe thought they would have at the start of the season. Just day one, he didn't he score a winner against Liverpool yeah, on his about, debut? About 30 seconds after his debut. <laughs> yeah. He's a very hard man to please, host you. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I think, yeah, Watford were a really good side. They were well drilled and I think... Um, I think they've. I think that Javi Grazia or whatever he's called, he's come in and obviously after after that um, Silva fucked off to Everton. I think he's um, he's done a really good job to be fair, you know. And um, for a side that's not really an established Premier League side, they have become over the last couple of years. And you know you can't see him moving anytime soon, really, can you? Yeah, they've maintained that top ten spot and they've done well without spending too much money. So they are good. So I thought, like I said. They were top today. I can't fault them. They should have got some with all of it. But if we play like that on Tuesday, we'll get beat again. Yeah. Simple. Well, it's, you come to that because on paper, obviously, this is a game we obviously lost a couple of weeks on in the FA Cup, which was a disappointing one. But you may think to yourself that you know Wolves may have a, have one mind on the game on on, uh, on Saturday or Sunday, whenever it is they play. Um, is it a game to make amends? Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, but it, uh, again, they're another good side and just cons- <laughs> it still hurts that. From the other week, like, yeah. just the way we approached well, it. Going back to our players yeah. again, yeah. Tuesday against Wolves for me is 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 well the starting eleven is whether they want to play the week after against Barcelona. Yeah. That's that's what they should be. Well, playing. We've got a break as well after that. We've got. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't usually happen for the, for for Premier League teams. You know, a lot of a lot of managers moan, don't they? That you know the the, the, the FA don't move games to suit them. But yeah. but we've got we've got an eight day break yeah. now because yeah. of this game. So yeah. Um, those, yeah, those players should be playing on Tuesday for a start. Against Barcelona, if they've got anything about them, they want to play against Barcelona. We'll, we'll come to that Barcelona game because many of us, including me, wrote us off completely against PSG, um, and you won't hear from us again until probably after that Barcelona game. <laughs> so, so we'll have a five, we'll have a quick couple of minutes about that now. Um, have we got a chance in that game, Stu? Um, Hart says no. <laughs> Your heart says no. <laughs> Fucking hell. And my head says no, definitely no. no. <laughs> Uh, I just, I just, oh, I don't know. You They're playing well out there, but Messi looks somewhere near. You just, yeah, I just can't think we've run a bit out of luck. And again, just looking at a back four even today and protection of a back four, I think they've just got too much, too much up front. We could easily get a draw here, but it's the away, the away leg which fears me. Sam, they're a good side, but they're not the Barcelona team that battered us two European Cup finals. No, obviously not, but they've still got the messy factor, haven't they? And I think that's um, obviously the uh, the biggest concern. But, you know, I think playing at home first, we've got a chance. You know, if we can take a good result over to uh, over to Spain, then, you know, you, you give yourself a good chance in the you're second leg, don't you, probably? But saying that, on, we're saying on the way here, you can, you can get a good result in the first leg, but they've been brilliant away at home, haven't they? And they've... And they've Finish teams yeah, off. Yeah, they finish yeah. them off. Results, aren't they? So it's a, it's a away form. It's a bit of iffy, but yeah, let's show one of them teams. Even if you was two nil up, you wouldn't still exactly. fancy them yeah. over there. But yeah. going back to before, though, like I said, I think we're a counter-attacking side at the minute, and you know you're going to expect that we're going to be spend a lot of a, a lot of time camped in our own half. So you know you, you can hit them on the break, and they're not the best at the back, are they? I think. 
It's going to be good that we've, we're going to have probably a pretty full full strength squad back again, though, after yeah. after a few weeks of. Yeah, it's going to be very interesting. Obviously, if nothing happens on Tuesday, uh, like I said a week's rest. It's going to be very interesting for me who he puts in midfield. Is he going to? I think he's got to man Mark Messi. I think he's got to literally put someone on his shoulders. That's an easier said. Well, <laughs> yeah, it's a, that's a tough it's a tough job. People have been trying that for about fifteen. Yeah, years, exactly. But I think he will do that. Um, but again, for me, I think the decision, decision is between like the two we've seen today, or does he put Fred in there again for that's, the, the energy? That's a big concern for me now. <laughs> Like a while back, yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, a while back it was the defence I was worried about. It's all of a sudden it's it's the midfield that's looking a bit shit. Or well, a few gaps in and another one against obviously Herrera's not probably not fully fit again. Pogba looks, dare I say, somewhere back to the old Pogba who suddenly now doesn't look as bothered as he does. Matic again. <clears throat> Divides opinion with United fans that he's, you know, his legs maybe not, maybe yeah. not built what they were. Mm. You kind of feel like, <clears throat> but then you look at Barcelona. They've not got Xavi. They've not got Iniesta. It's not the same old team as it used to be. Yeah. As much as much as you know, <clears throat> they're not as good a side as they used to be. I know we're not either. Um, Still not going to throw the ball into the box, are they? It's not their way, is it? So Smalling and Jones would normally, like today, win a lot of balls in the air. But they're not going to do that. It's the intricate passes and in and out and behind, and that's where I think we're going to come undone. But one thing we will say, though, is as a football fan, for me, there's nothing better than those Champions League nights. And I'm talking about when you get past the stages where you've gone past the clocks have gone forward and you go into the ground, you get a warm summer's night, yeah. the ground's still yeah. light when you go there. That's what you live for as a football fan, especially as a Manchester United fan, though, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. I mean, we've had some great ties over, over the years, haven't we? But um, I think, like, you know, City have drawn Tottenham and things like that. It's a bit... When, when you're playing a proper European side like Barcelona, it makes it extra special, doesn't it? And hopefully it'll be a good result on the night and we can uh, do the business. Yeah, pri- privilege to see Messi. You know, we've, seen, you know, we've all seen him a few times live yeah. and you've got, you've got to stand there and, and, and appreciate it and take it in. Well, we're going to see Messi and Ronaldo <coughs> for this season. Which, you know, you're not going to get too many more occasions. Yeah. To do you, to do you, you've got to remember those days, whatever happens and whether he scores none or three against us. Like the old, like the fat Ronaldo when he scored that trick for Madrid. Well, it still winds me up that though. Yeah. We all stood up, up clapping him. Well, yeah, but he, I know he's he, good. <laughs> well, yeah, well so. Bart says, yeah, through two of them in his own net. Yeah, but, absolute um, baby. Yeah. <laughs> but no, Messi, you know, one off, isn't he? Yeah, you've got, you've got to be privileged to see him play. So uh, yeah, bring bring it on. So we're basically all absolute doom and gloom against Barcelona, just as we was against PSG. So pre- no, so, I'm, so so book so, book your semi-final to Porto. Um, <laughs> but anyway, we'll go. We'll finally finish up with, t- with today's game. I know you might find a struggle with this, but we'll we'll try and find a, a man of the match from today's game. Uh, personally, I thought that from from what I saw of it, the the, the only uh, real highlights of it come from from Rashford was the only one for me who got you off the seat. So he's getting my nod. Uh, man of the match from you, Stu. <laughs> <laughs> you know, last pick a Watford player. <laughs> Probably not too far what you've just said, only because yeah, he scored a very good goal, and and again he just doesn't really start running. It was a bit frustrating with some of his final balls, I suppose, but uh, that, that's going to come. I think with he's got to get a, a regular partner, and obviously Lukaku being out again doesn't help. Um, Matter playing wherever Matter was playing, Martial doing what he wasn't doing. So it, for me, he was a bit on his own up front again today, and he's not that type of striker, but he, he keeps going, doesn't he? So yeah, for that reason. Done Rashford as well, Sam. Yeah, I think. Rashford put a shift in, he played, he played well, he got the goal early on and um, I think Smalling got his head on quite a lot. He, he, you know, Dini didn't really have too much of a sniff, did he? Um, and Shaw did alright down the left, but I'd probably give it to Smalling, I think, today. Yeah. I'm going to go with Phil Jones. 
thought he'd do it. Come and join my fan club. Well, do you know what? So many people, when so many people, when he saw his name on the team sheet again today, were panicking. And I don't think it. I'm not saying he's he's gone. All right, Barcelona might be a different matter, but as a squad playing centre half, these are the games you should be able to bring players. And I don't, I don't think he ever lets United down when he plays. Yeah, no, he did well today. He got he got stuck in on on a lot of the challenge. They had a lot of the ball, and he got stuck in. Made a fantastic challenge just on the edge of our box before we scored first half. Yeah. I've always, no, said, I've always said you know your stuff, Blue Man. <laughs> we'll, we'll wrap it up with that. Anyway, um, we're going to have somebody back uh, from the Wolves game on Tuesday. Is it Tuesday night? Yeah, yeah. We'll have someone back from Tuesday night. It won't be any of us because, well, I'll basically, be no, we're none of us can be asked with that. No. <laughs> we're, all, we're, all about the, we're all about the Champions League. Does anyone actually think we're going to win? Do you think we're going to win? This Tuesday, Tuesday coming? Yeah, I think we'll beat them. I think, we'll, I think, think we'll beat them. Yeah. I, so. I just yeah. think Wolves are going to have, mm. have one head on, yeah. on Tuesday. I've gone 2 0 on predictor. That's what's important. 1 0. So, 2-1. So, everyone fancies us to win at Wolves, anyway. Um, but you will, next next time you will hear from us, we'll be after the Barcelona game. Well, let's see if we're quite as chirpy. But if it's anything like PSG, you just never know as a supporter of Manchester United. These are what the great nights are for. Um, and we all can't wait for it, despite all the doom and gloom you can hear from us and our voices. We are genuinely looking forward to it. And uh, let's hope we can do something and carry the season on. Um, in the meantime, thank you very much for listening. And uh, we'll be back soon. Thank you very much. Ahead of Red Army Bet Ambassador and United fan Anthony Queller's WBA and WBO world title fight at the Staples Centre in LA, Red Army Bet are offering some enhanced odds. For Queller to beat Vasil Lomachenko and for United to beat West Ham on the same weekend, Red Army Bet are offering enhanced odds of 34 to 1. For the latest specials ahead of the fight, head to redarmybet.com. A little different part to this podcast, and with Paul, who's a Catalan journalist who has made Manchester his home. Uh, he, I think he came here when Pep Guardiola arrived in Manchester, uh, but he might correct me. And I know he's done a book with, uh, with Pep, and he covers Manchester United and Manchester City. How does living in Manchester compare to Catalonia and thanks for joining us on the podcast for the first time yeah sure uh, I'm still wondering what I'm doing here Andy because I'm from Barcelona and I'm living in Manchester so I don't know I just left the sunshine to be here uh, no I'm just kidding I'm really happy to be here uh, to be honest I have to correct you because I was here when Van Gaal was in charge of Man United so I've seen all the changes with, with Van Gaal with Mourinho and all that stuff uh, but so yeah. why did you move? That's a good question. No, uh, I moved because um, there's a lot of demand from from Spain about English football, about Manchester football, and we all from Spain could see that Manchester was going to be like a point of interest of international football. So I thought that it was a good destination, and, I've, and I'm really happy to be here. I mean, I'm quite into the Manchester culture, and I'm really happy here in the city. What type of culture? Type of culture. I mean, uh, I've been always been like a big fan of the music. I mean. I wish the Hacienda was still open, mate. I mean, uh, I'm all the time going to pubs, all the time, um, like, researching where where Oasis played, where the Stone Roses played. So, yeah, I'm a big fan of that. You think, you know, Pep Guardiola? He seems very happy with his family in this city. Yeah, he is. He is. Actually, he lives just in city centre, and you can see him walking around the city, uh, bringing his child to the hairdresser. I mean, yeah, he's, he's quite open to go around the city. And what's it like with you off the record? You talk to him in, in Catalan, he asks uh-huh. you, you talk about informal stuff as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's always joking like, like about the sun. 
because probably is the thing that he misses most from 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 Barcelona. But apart from that, you you can see that he's really comfortable at Man City. I mean, the key of his status right now is that he is with fam with with family because Chiki and Soriano are like family to him, so he's really comfortable here in Manchester. I uh, didn't need to hear that, but there you go. You've got your <laughs> opinion. And what did you think when United drew uh, Football Club Barcelona? Were you a Barca fan as a kid? Yeah, I'm a Barca fan. But you're from north of Barcelona. Yeah, yeah. Close I'm, to Girona, no? Yeah, right, I'm yeah. just between Girona and Barcelona. But so this is hardline Catalan. Yeah, yeah. Very yeah, high yeah. levels of people supporting independence yeah, in these yeah. areas. Yeah, I mean, I think that in my hometown, the pro-independence people is like 97%, something wow. like that. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, everyone is... Barca fan there um, I think uh, in my opinion just for me for my work in terms of work was uh, was an outstanding new because I will have everyone from Barcelona coming here but for Barcelona fans and for Barcelona people it was a really good draw to be honest they, they were really happy because they think that Man City and Liverpool for now are the more informed teams uh, uh, in England and there's a kind of sense uh, or idea uh, in Barcelona that Man United is really far from the top level uh, in in Europe. I mean, I think they are probably not too far because that you have a lot of talent here. But we'll see. But yeah, the general sense is that people is happy in Barcelona. I read the comments of Alfredo Relano and he uh -huh. said Manchester United are neither very good nor nor very bad. Yeah, that's and, it, and yeah. that stung a little bit, but it's probably true. Yeah, it's probably true. Com compared to the best teams yeah, in the world. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Because you can see that, that the best players of Man United are players that are not in their prime. I mean, uh, Marco Rice or Paul Pogba, they are players that are expected to, to progress in the following years, but they are already the, the best players of the team. So probably that's, that's the difference between Man United and Barcelona because the players that make the difference uh, in Barcelona are Messi, are Suarez, players that are well-known in Europe and that have played like in the best level for years so probably yeah I think that that's the biggest difference between both teams and do you have good relations with Juan and Ander and mm -hmm. Emilio the goalkeeping coach yeah yeah, David. yeah yeah I do know them I think that probably Juan I mean Ander is a really nice lad but Juan is probably the best Spanish lad in the country in the world probably better than me yeah I think he's the best human on yeah. the planet for sure I'm, I'm totally on board with you with that I'm not sure whether he's got a future here, if I'm honest. That's a good question. I mean, if, if he doesn't have a, a future on the pitch, that probably he doesn't have it. I mean, I, I think that he will be linked with the city so much because he has a really strong bond with the city and he's really happy here, so we'll see. Your first language is Catalan, so yeah. you speak Catalan at home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah? And yeah. among your Catalan friends here, yeah, and yeah, with yeah. Pep, you speak yeah, only yeah, yeah, in Catalan. Yeah, yeah. And, and like pure Catalan with a strong accent. Yeah, <laughs> a strong rural accent. Yeah. Can you teach um, people listening to this some... If I say some phrases in English, can you repeat them in Catalan? Yeah, sure, go for it. OK, let me think. Madrid is the best city in Spain. Oh, thank you very much. That's lovely. Madrid is la mejor ciudad de España. You said it as well. Yeah, I can understand it. I can I've understand that. it. That's been a bit humiliating, to be honest. Uh, I have great faith in the Spanish democratic system. Tinc molta fe en el sistema democràtic espanyol. I've just got to wind you up here and say yeah, all yeah. sorts of things. Um, That's all full of lies. I mean, is this, podcast, is this podcast full of lies? No, it's not full of lies. Ah, it's all honest. I'm just asking. Okay, okay, this, okay. Is, this is literal translations. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Uh, sure. Uh, the Santiago Bernabeu 
is by a distance the best football stadium in the whole of Spain. That's that's probably true. Well, it is actually it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Probably in the world. Okay. Santiago Bernabéu is el millor estadi d'Espanya amb diferència. I'd, I'd ask you about the Catalan political prisoners, but I, I actually don't think it's worth joking about. I think yeah. it's quite a, a serious yeah, subject. Um, you, you know, the, the, the subject of independence, is it something you feel strongly about? Yeah, sure. I mean, more than uh, about if I'm pro or I'm against independence, it was more like what you said. I don't have faith in the democratic culture in, in Spain. I mean, there have been signs that... Um, the will of the people is not respected in Spain, so that's more con concerning than the idea of an independence or non-independence. So, yeah, uh, I mean, w one thing that I admire from, from, Engl from English people is that you have a huge democratic culture. I mean, if people want something, you just vote. In probably in life, everyone commits mistakes and you can go to the wrong choice, but at least you ask to the people, and that's a good thing. What else do you like about England? Because when you compare England with Spain, obviously the, the, the weather's better there, the food is probably better yeah. there, yeah. lower cost of living, the wages are probably higher yeah. here. I'm always making comparisons. The trains are better there, yeah. but there's... I speak to a lot of um, Spanish people or Catalans who, who live here, and they love the orderliness, the, 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 the structure of British life. Yeah. Uh, I know someone who says it would be the perfect country to live in if yeah. the weather was any good. What yeah, do you sure. like about here? I'm going to tell you something that I'm sure that you're going to agree with me with that. But what I like here is that one person from, I don't know, Macclesfield is a Macclesfield fan. And I am not from Barcelona, but everyone in my town is a Barcelona fan. Yeah, yeah. And I don't really like it. I mean, and I think that it has a lot um, to say about English culture. You have a lot of sense of the community. And I think that we are not like that in Spain. Probably we are more like, and in football you can see that that we go with a big brand. Uh, and I think that yeah, that being close to your people is really important, and you're quite aware from that. Finally, predict the score of the United Barca game. <laughs> I think that Barcelona is going to win here in Old Trafford, three mm, nil. Really? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think Barca are going to win in camp now. That's where I'm worried, because they're brilliant at home. Yeah. But here, oof, no, I'm not, I'm not going for a 3-0. But this team has a few little surprises. Yeah, that's Tell true. Tell your Catalan mates that. That's true, that's true. Just, just say to them, how oh, did Man United go on in Turin and Paris? Oh, well. I thank you for your time, and I'm, I'm really glad that you feel welcome living in this city. That, that makes me feel good as, as someone who was born in this city because when I'm in Catalonia, I certainly feel welcome. The Catalan mm -hmm. people made me feel very welcome and my daughter's first language is, yeah, yeah, is, yeah. is in, in, in Catalan. So it's good how the world is integrating like this, I think. There's lots of positives. That's true. So that's it for this podcast. I'll be going to Wolves on uh, Tuesday. I'm going to stay in Manchester and go to Ollie Gunner's press conference at Carrington on Monday, down to Wolverhampton Tuesday, down to London on Wednesday because the new issue of 442 is being launched and I've done the cover story for that with Ollie Gunner Solskjaer on the front cover. There's a four or 5,000 word piece on there which contains a lot of insight into what's been going on at Manchester United and I think you'll be interested in that. I've been speaking to lots of people uh, behind the scenes on and, on and off the, the record uh, on Friday, I also went to the Cliff Training Ground. Um, it's a beautiful place, really good pitch, and 
I think that's something that the club will and, uh, and should protect because it's an important part of Manchester United's history. And it was good to see some of the younger teams playing down there. And other clubs have been quick to sell off the training grounds as they've moved out to their new bigger facilities. But Manchester United haven't done that. And the cliff is in, it's in Salford. It's in Lower Broughton. It's a United heartland. It should be retained. I was disappointed with the Watford game. I thought that United were very mediocre once again. The... I had concerns about the central midfield. I know people are saying by a centre-half, by a right-back, but I'm just conflicted by the central midfield. Conflicted because I really like players like Ander Herrera and, and Juan Mata uh, as people and also as footballers, but are they the best in their positions in the world? I don't think they are. And it's, it's not alarming because the team are winning, but you expect almost Juventus or PSG to dominate, and they did do it at Old Trafford. In, in central midfield but when Wolves and Watford are doing it it's more of a concern and um, Kapue today was uh, was very good in Watford's midfield and you know United they were lucky don't think that they deserve to to win that game and they got a win and I thought that uh, Ducore was very good as well alongside Kapue but 15 wins out of 20 is brilliant. It's a great record. And I think the priority for this season is finishing in the top four before the changes are made, before the players come in, before the sporting director comes in. And 15 out of 20 overrides everything else. It's a fantastic run of results. And the away games have been much better than the home games. The away performances have been more assured than the home performances. Uh, I've not totted up the, the form, but United away from home uh, have been better under Oli Gunnar. And... The def- I thought the defence was good today. I thought that uh, I'd only conceded one. It was about to be the eighth clean sheet under Oli Gunnar, but it's much tighter than, than it was. And I think Smalling and Lindelof have been decent. Are they the best two players in the position in the world? No, they're not, but you can ask that about several positions all around the team. So I'll get the next podcast from Wolves. and I'll speak to lots of people down there. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast and... Um, and then it's all building up to Barcelona. Barcelona didn't back down with the €120 tickets. And what I did there was I tried to highlight it in Catalonia because they weren't really aware of it. It wasn't an issue to them. They didn't really know that away fans were being stung so much for tickets. It just wasn't relevant to them. They just thought, well, if they're visiting, that's what the prices are. But as a friend said to me, we're not going to camp now to see Lionel Messi. We're going to camp now to see Manchester United. And just because you're from... Uh, a supporter of Manchester United doesn't mean that you're rich. Manchester's a pretty working class city. I've got loads of mates of mine who are going over who think that the 120 is an absolute piss take. So I think United acted right there. It seems a bit ridiculous, this tit for tat, but United acted in with the interest of their supporters and tickets have been subsidised down to... Uh, £75, I think, with, with Catalan money. And United will take a lot more fans over there than they'll be bringing over here. If ticket prices would have been cheaper, then Barca maybe would have brought more fans. But we'll focus more on Barcelona in the games coming up and maybe I'll get some different types of guests on there as well. Until Wednesday, look after yourselves and I'll send the next podcast from Wolf. Cheers, bye-bye. United We Stand and Red Army Bet. We all follow United. 
Visit redarmybet.com or download the app for all the latest United specials and enhanced odds. Red Army Bet, the only bookmaker committed to sharing 50% of net profits with United fans.